So let me ask you, can you hear God's voice? Can you hear God's voice? Like, is that a stress that you have in life that you are going along and you have this internal secret, quiet fear that like maybe you can't hear his voice? Well, I want to tell you, I've recorded this episode of the Position of Prosper podcast for you because here's the deal. This is the truth. You can hear his voice. If you're his, you can hear God's voice. So if you're ready to get the scriptural basis for why this is so, so that you'll never have to question this again, I want you to grab your Bible, your journal, and a pen, and let's go. Well, hey there, and welcome back to the Position of Prosper podcast. I'm your host, Erica Pyle. And today I want to talk to you about the fact that you can hear God's voice. If you are God's, if if he has you, if you're part of his family, if your heart is connected to his, if he calls you his own, then you can hear his voice. And you might be like, Erica, you're not inside of me. You don't know that. And I'm like, well, I know scripture and I know that scripture is truth. The word of God is truth. And I can show you in scripture how this works so that you can know 100% that you hear the voice of God. Now, I understand that we get like all uppity about the fact that we can get confused. Like there is a moment in your world where you might be like, okay, is that God? Is that me? Is that the enemy? Like, what is that? But really, all you need to know is, is it the voice of God? Because really, your voice and the enemy's voice and somebody's else and somebody else's voice, they those are all options that you want to push out. You don't want to have a thought in your head. That's not one that he has had about you. That's a Bill Johnson quote. You don't want to think a thing about yourself that God isn't thinking about you. You don't want to say something about yourself that God isn't saying about you. You you just, you want to hear what God says and you want everything in your brain, everything in your life to be patterned after that. And so really kind of like a bonus kind of pre-step is to just make the decision that God's word and what he says is the most important thing. And actually, it's really the only important thing. And everything else is just aligning to that or tuning to that. I talk a lot about resonance in my stuff because it's a sound. And I believe that we need to get really good at allowing ourselves to be tuned to the truth of God. And one of these things is the enemy will come in and try to convince you that you can't hear his voice. Because if he's convinced you that you can't hear his voice, then he'll be able to convince you that you cannot be tuned to truth. And that's his scheme. That's his game. So I I think first, the little bonus pre-step is to just really understand that you and I, we don't actually have like super valuable thoughts on our own. And the enemy obviously doesn't have valuable thoughts. So if we could just set our internal kind of tester (laughs) mechanism to just be like, you know what? The only thing that matters is what God says. The only thing that matters is truth. Then interestingly enough, it becomes a lot easier to hear God. I know you might be like, Erica, I don't know about that. Listen, trust me. I've I've learned this over time. I'm going to give you the four steps straight out of scripture, really, that you can follow so that you can know that you're hearing the voice of God, that you can. But I believe that it's a heart condition that starts us on this journey. 
And it's a heart condition of humility and surrender that says the only voice that matters is God's voice. And so if my heart is positioned in that way, then of course my loving father is going to make sure that he's the loudest sound in the room, right? But that's that comes from a heart of humility and submission and surrender that says God is real, that says he loves me, he created me, he loves me, he wants to care for me. and it's more important to him that I hear his voice than that I think that I hear his voice. And I said that correctly. It's more important that I know that he wants me to hear his voice than that I think I need to hear his voice. That That's really true. You know, years ago, it's a stupid thing now, but in the moment it felt really heavy for me. I was having a conversation with someone that I love and, but we were in an argument and and we were working through something that was hard. And, you know, you everyone tends to say things that later on they'd be like, oh, goodness, I wouldn't have thrown that punch if I was in a better, you know, headspace or if I was in a better heart space. But in that moment, I'm sure I was being difficult. And the statement came across the table to me, oh, sure, Erica, of course you hear God. You hear God more than everybody, don't you? And it was so sarcastic and it cut me so hard, primarily because um, I really love this person. I know this person loves me. And um, there was a lot of vulnerability there. And so I sat with that for a good number of weeks. And I just, I was so hurt by it. And then one morning I was in prayer, I was talking to the Lord and I just was like, God, help me, help me to get past this. Like, this is like, it won't go away. It's like the wound that will never heal. And he said this thing to me, he said, Erica, listen to me. He said, you're going to have to believe something about yourself. You're going to have to believe that I made you to speak my words. I made you to be a sound maker for me. I've asked you to carry my word and to speak it. He said, let me ask you something. If I'm not speaking to you all the time, what are you even talking about? And it hit me. I realized like, oh, my whole existence, my whole purpose, my whole mission, assignment, call is to release what he's showing me, what he's telling me to create content and to make a sound for him and his kingdom that others might hear that they might come to know him, want to reconcile their heart to the heart of the father, follow Jesus and bring the kingdom themselves. So I had to get okay with the fact that like, hey, the way that I'm made, it means I have to hear the voice of God. And I'm sure that like fear can come in and go, oh my God, but if I can't, then I can't do my destiny. Then I can't do my purpose. And I, I just had to sit back and go, but my God, my God is good. My father is good. So I'm not going to believe that. That's crap. I'm going to believe that if he made me to speak his word and to share what he's showing me, then yeah, he's talking to me and I can hear his voice. And that caused me to dig into the Bible and come up with these kind of four steps that I just taught in my online discipleship mentorship this week. And it was meant to just be a little reminder for my people that I lead fairly closely. 
And then I had a few people reach out and say, hey, Erica, that would really be a good podcast. Can you make that a podcast so I can share that with people who aren't in here? And I thought, yeah, absolutely, I can do that. So here are the four steps that I have for you. If you have been in this place of wondering, can I really hear God's voice? I, I want to tell you unequivocally, yes, yes, you can. And here are the four steps that I want to share with you or the four points that I want to share with you. The first one is found in John chapter 10. So if you want to go there with me, go find John chapter 10. I'm in the ESV version, and that's what I'm going to be reading out of. But this is a portion or a passage of scripture called I am the good shepherd. Okay. And this is Jesus speaking. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. Now, here's the part I want you to hear. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Listen, this is Jesus speaking, and what he's saying is, if the sheep are assigned to me, if, I, if they're my sheep and we know that they're his sheep, if we've gone through him, which is the door, okay? So if we're in Christ, then we know his voice. That means that we can hear him and we can identify him. You know, sheep and shepherds have this really interesting thing going on because there can be a dozen flocks that are mixed up together with a dozen different shepherds. And when those shepherds make their calls, those sheep can separate and follow the right shepherd. And this is you and me as it pertains to Jesus. We're his. We know him. We can hear his voice. We can follow him. And so you're going to have to first step, you're going to have to make a decision that Jesus said this and it is truth and it's true about you. And until you set that truth down as a standard for yourself, you are always going to allow the enemy to come in and jack you up on this. And so you're just going to have to settle it. You're going to have to stop asking the question, can I really hear God's voice? You're going to have to go to John 10 and declare the truth. Just keep on declaring what Jesus said. Jesus said, I know my sheep, they know me, and they can hear his voice. That means I can hear his voice. That settles it. He said it. That settles it. We're done. I can hear his voice. Now it comes down to a matter of whether, so you know his voice and you can hear his voice. So now your question is going to be, okay, well, that thing that I heard then, Erica, is that the voice of God? Is that God that I'm hearing? Great question. And here's where I have step number two. You have to know your word. You have to know the word of God. You have to be in your Bible, reading your Bible, studying your Bible, consuming your Bible, memorizing your Bible, because the Bible is the language of God. If God is going to speak a thing to you, it is going to be in alignment with what his word says. If he's going to speak a preceding word to you, a rhema, then it is going to be in alignment with the logos, the written word of God. And so every single thing that you hear, you can take it and you can take it into the word of God and you can test it. You can say, well, does that sound like God? Is that something that he would say? Is it something that he did say? Can I confirm it? 
Because that is how the Bible people of old, the God followers of old actually did it. That is old school knowing that you're hearing the voice of God. Now, this wokeness that we have going on in the church these days, this Holy Spirit craziness that really isn't Holy Spirit, that kind of stuff that's like I make up my own rules, I make up my own standards, I make up my own truth, and then I then I test it against that. Yeah, that's craziness. And that's going to be a breeder of confusion. But God is not the author of confusion. And so he tells us that his word, his word is good for teaching and correction, right? That's what Paul tells us in Timothy, like every word in scripture is useful for teaching. It's useful for rebuke, for correction. It's useful for us to take the word captive and 2 Corinthians 10, 5 5 it, right? 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says, take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Christ is the living word. He's the living word. He's the word made flesh. And the Bible is the book of his word. And we can find him in this book. And so this is like the Rosetta Stone for being able to understand the voice of God. So you've got to know it. You've got to know the Bible. Like, I don't know how to explain this any better. And the thing is, like, you it's not enough to go sit in a church and have someone teach you. It's not enough to read a book about reading the Bible. It's not enough to belong to a membership where they're teaching you what the Word of God says, but you never go in it. You have got to be a student of the word of God. You have to sit under the word. You have to study the word. You have to dig into the word. You have to go with the Holy Spirit and ask him what he's showing you. What is he leading you into? What truth is here? And you need to know it because the reality is that you want it to be that when you wake up and you have a question and the Lord wants to speak to you quickly, that he can speak a fragment of a scripture to you and you'll know exactly where to go. And that's where I'm at these days is that like I can ask God anything and he can get me to an answer very quickly and I can know that it's his word that it's him because I can find it in his word because he's sending me directly there. For some of you you hear it in song. For some of you you hear it in the lyric of a worship song. But remember, most worship songs if they're good, they're going to have scripture in them. And so maybe the Lord is bringing you to a device that helps you to remember because music helps us to remember. And then you can find the verse through that, that, through that song. I would rather that you know the word of God for knowing the word of God. I would rather that. But if that's the way that he brings you at first, or if he brings you th- just through like someone's words, someone's saying something, you need to go and test it. You need to go into the word of God and find it. <clears throat> And so this is vitally important that you know the word of God for yourself. If you don't know the word of God for yourself, then all you can do is be like, oh, I don't know if that's God. See, I'm going to just drop this to you right now. And if you feel conviction, then you need to you need to straighten it out. But for many of you, you don't know if you're hearing the voice of God because you don't know the word of God. That, that's the just straight up truth. You, you don't know if it's the voice of God speaking to you because you don't know the story of God. You don't know the character of God. You don't know the word, will, and ways of God because you've not sat and been trained in them. Maybe you didn't have somebody who trained you up in the way that you should go. But right now, if you're hearing this podcast, understand I'm a teacher and I'm telling you right now, get in your word, read your word every single day, study the word, familiarize yourself with it. Do not let it depart from your mouth. Joshua 1, Right. Because this is what's going to keep you safe. This is what's going to make you to know that you're hearing the voice of God. Amen? So that's number two. Number one is believe what Jesus said in John 10. You can hear his voice because you're his sheep. Number two, 
know the word, know the know your Bible, know your scripture, because that is the Rosetta Stone that teaches us the language of God. That is how we know that it's him. Got it? Number three, once you believe that you are his sheep and you can hear his voice, and once you know your word, there are still going to be a few times when you're challenged. There are because we're growing, right? We're human beings. We're growing. We're transforming. We're becoming more into the likeness of Jesus. We're following him. We're being transformed, right? And so there are going to be moments when he's stretching us and growing us. And we're going to be like, oh, God, is that you? Is that you? And I don't know if you know Gideon's story, but he put out the fleece, right? Um, And that's fine. You know, you could ask for a sign, I guess. But I I rather that we know the voice of God, that we know it because we know the word and that we stand on that unequivocally. But here's the thing. If you're still having a little shakiness and you're having a hard time wrapping your head and your life around it, then the next step, step number three is find people in your life who are doing those first two steps consistently and they have fruit in their life and go speak to them about the matter. Go talk to them because you need to step into a few relationships, not just a small handful, maybe two or three people that you have around your life that you can be like, hey, I know I can hear God's voice. That's settled. I believe John 10. I believe what Jesus said in John 10. I'm his sheep. I know him. I can hear his voice. And I know the word. I've been in the word. And quite frankly, I've been digging in, trying to find if this thing that I'm hearing is really him. And I'm still struggling a little bit. And here's why. And then get wise counsel. Get someone that you know is going to point you to the, because maybe they know a place in scripture. Maybe they've been through this same problem and they're like, oh, you know what? That tripped me up too. But look, I found this scripture in the Bible and it fixed everything up for me. And maybe for you, that'll fix it up for you. Or maybe they don't have that scripture for you, but they can pray for you. Or maybe they can sit there and hold space while you talk through the lie that you're believing that's causing you to not be able to see the truth or the fear that you're bowing to. Do you understand? Because there are roadblocks on this road. But here's the thing. Listen, listen. The issue is at this moment, don't go back and question whether you can hear God or not. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. That's my ministry for you today. Stop it. Because if you know John 10 is true, if you know what Jesus said there about you being his sheep, being able to hear his voice, know him, then that's settled. So we're not doing that again. We're not going back to the place that goes, oh, because my circumstance is difficult, because I'm having an issue, I'm now going to doubt good theology. I'm not going to put down truth now because my circumstance is hard. Do you hear me? Don't do that. That is the enemy trying to come in and set a trap for you. Do not doubt that you can hear the voice of God. If you're his, you can. John 10, period. And then you read your word. And then you're going to experience roadblocks. That's okay. It's how God strengthens us. It's how he builds character. It's how he allows our faith to be proven. It's it's just the way of God. But do not doubt. Don't doubt that you can hear him. This third step is just to say, go and get wise counsel, safe, wise counsel, and work it out. And if you've got a good person in your life like this, then they'll hold space for you. They'll keep on bringing you back to truth. They'll keep on reminding you of what you do know. They'll keep on reminding you of what the word has said, and you will get there. 
But I'm telling you, this is a key piece. It's why I have an online discipleship membership called the Jesus Girl Gang. It's why I am so like excited about it every single day because we have a place where girls can go and find those kinds of people and know that they can work stuff out in the midst of that community and know that they're going to be, that someone's going to hold space for them for them to work out truth, like get back to truth, resonate and tune to the truth of God. And if and if they can't find it themselves, they have a friend in there who can be like, hey, did you look at this place? Did you see this word? Do you remember when you told us that God said this to you before? Do you think that this is part of that? What do you, what do you, come on, come on, you can do this because you can hear his voice. You need your own Jesus girl gang. Do you, do you understand? Like you need this little crew of women if you're a woman or men if you're a man that can do this with you. And so I would encourage you to find those people. And then number four. So we've got believe John 10, believe G, what Jesus said in John 10 at his word. You're his, you're his sheep. You know him, you hear his voice. You're gonna follow him. Number two, know the word of God. And number three, have this small handful group of good people, solid people who can help you to clarify and to tune to the truth, right? When you're struggling or when you've hit a roadblock. But number four, number four, I want you to go to Isaiah 30. Go to Isaiah 30. This is the last one. And this, this, my friend, is something that's going to fix up so much because the biggest argument that I get, the biggest pushback I get is, Erica, I'm still not sure if it's him. I'm still not sure. Even after all those things, Erica, I'm still not sure. And so I don't want to take a chance. Now, Graham Cook, who is a voice that I love him, I listen to his stuff, and he um, saved me out of some pits and ditches many years ago, and I just can't be more grateful for him to God. Um but he says this beautiful thing when he's talking about taking a chance on what you've heard from God. He's like, what's the worst that could happen if you cross over the line? If your heart is humble, if your heart is to please the Lord, if your heart is to obey the Lord and you think you've heard him and you step forward, but you take it a step too far, what do you think God will do? And he says this thing, he goes, look, my God, will simply redraw the line and say, try again. And that's mind-blowing to me. That's mind-blowing to me because really what then is most important is heart condition. What really is most important then is not that I get it perfectly right or that I'm getting it wrong. It's that my heart is submitted to God. I want to please him. I believe I've heard him and I've decided to take a risk in faith and move. And he will redraw the line if I make a mistake. And you're like, Erica, you're going to have to show me that in scripture. And I'm like, sure, let's do it. Let's go to Isaiah 30. Isaiah 30 talks first. The the prophet is talking first about what God is saying about a rebellious people. If you look starting in verse 8 of chapter 30 of Isaiah, that it's called a rebellious people. And he's talking about the rebellious people. Okay, and he's talking about the consequence for being a rebellious people. So these are people who they did not have a heart submitted to the Lord. They did not have a humility before the Lord. They were not surrendered, right? They were not submitted. And so he's talking about that. But look, in verse 18, it turns 
And that's, that portion of scripture is called, the Lord will be gracious. Now listen to what this says, because this is where it's going to be that I want to show you. Starting in verse 18, it says, therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you. And therefore, he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. For a people shall dwell in Zion and Jerusalem. You shall weep no more. He will surely be gracious to you at the sound of your cry. As soon as he hears it, he answers you. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore. What is that anymore? It's because he heard the humble and submitted cry. He heard a heart turned towards him for help. That's humility. That's vulnerability. That's surrender and submission. So he says, and though the Lord once gave you this bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore, but your eyes shall see your teacher and your ears shall hear a word from behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left, then, and it goes on to say what you will do because you heard the very voice of God. But what I want to show you here is that when we submit our heart, our way, our positioning, when we surrender, when we humble ourselves before the Lord and we go, okay, Lord, it is my desire to obey you at your word. When I hear you, I'm going to move. When that fear comes in that goes, well, maybe it wasn't the Lord. Maybe it wasn't the Lord. This scripture is what should get you to move anyway. Because it says here, he's going to be a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Not to the right, not to the left. What that says to me is that your God is a course correcting God, that he looks at the condition of your heart more than he looks at the perfection of your footsteps. Do you remember? It says like, we can make many plans, right? But God determines our outcomes. He deserves, he determines our path ultimately. And Isaiah 30 shows us this, that when we humble ourselves before the Lord, when we go, you know what, Lord, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm feeling some sort of like, uh, I don't know, but maybe that could just be that it's a test that you want to see if I'll step out in faith. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to rely on you, not on the perfection of my hearing, Not on my experience, not on what I've seen happen before, but I'm going to, I'm going to rely on you and I'm going to step out and I'm going to believe that even if I've gotten it a little bit wrong, you're going to come along and you're going to course correct me. And that's truth. My friend, if you will believe and follow these four steps, believing what Jesus said in John 10 about you being able to hear his voice, making it a decision and a practice in your life that you are going to know God's word that you're going to know God's word. Number three, having a group, a small group of trusted individuals who are regularly doing those first two steps in their own life. And you know that you can go to them and they'll hold space for you as you work through roadblocks in a godly way. If you have those people and you can talk to your people to get through the roadblocks. And number four, if you'll believe Isaiah 30 and know that your God is a course correcting God and that if you will humble yourself, if you will commit your way to the Lord, he will make the path straight. He will ensure that you get where you need to go. Then it settles it. You can hear God's voice. There's nothing holding you back. You can obey and you can see the fruit of godliness. You can see the fruit of righteousness 
coming forth in your life even now. Sounds good, right? So here's the deal. If this helped you, if this helped to clarify for you a firm foundation for why you can believe that you can hear God's voice and you know that there's someone else who needs to hear this, listen to me. Your mission today is to share this episode with them. I don't care how you do it. I don't care if you hit the forward button on this episode where you're listening. I don't care if you screenshot it, text it, share it on social media. It does not matter to me. But your mission today, if this has helped you, if you know somebody who needs to know that they can hear God's voice, you've got to share this with them because this is a freedom and this is a permission that we all as God's children, we must have so that the enemy can stop robbing from us. I'm done. And I'm ready for every heart that is connected to the heart of the Father to know you can hear the shepherd's voice. Amen. All right, friend, until next time, I pray you have a great week and I'll talk to you soon.